You might have seen headlines or even read articles that tout the immunity-boosting benefits of sex. Well, it turns out that the benefits don't stop there, particularly when it comes to your mental health. Yet sadly, our sexual activity is lower today than it has been in previous generations. Which made us ask, could a lack of sex put your mental health at risk? In this week's episode, we're answering that question and sharing how much sex you should be having for your mental health. Let's dive in. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Carolyn, about a year ago, Les told us that we had to do an episode on sex. And we so blew him off. We blew him off. But he was like, oh, it's going to make your numbers so great. And we were like, what are we going to say about sex? You know he's going to love it if this episode is like one of the top. Takes off. Yeah. But then, earlier this week, you sent me an email, Carolyn. And I, I, it was a pitch I got, one of those PR pitches, and I sent it to you as a joke. Like, should we have, should we share this on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So, and you You, thought it was a joke. I got the email and I was like, ooh. (laughs) I got so excited. So here's what the subject line said so that listeners know. It said, new data shows non-monogamy equates to good mental health. (laughs) And would they use Ashley Madison data? Yes. (laughs) It was a study. It was a survey that Ashley Madison did. Okay. So just in case anybody who's listening doesn't know what the Ashley Madison site is, it's a... A dating site for married people. Yeah. And when was it? I want to say a couple of years ago. It may have been longer than that. When their list of all their clients somehow got got publicly released. Yes. And everybody in every city pretty much knew what everybody was doing or not People on it. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. So they sent us this email. I mean, talk about an incredible subject line of an email, like kudos well, to that, that. You know, I get PR so many pitches, agency. and I actually was like, "What is this? How are they spinning this?" Yeah. So they surveyed three thousand of their members, apparently, for this thing, and they what they discovered was that outside relationships are the recipe for respite, especially among women. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like, women were benefiting more, according to the survey, from an an extramarital relationship than men were. uh, Yeah. So the women said, 40% of women said that having an outside partner improved their sex life, which then improved their mood. 38% said that it boosted their confidence and that directly impacts their mental state. They also, 32%, said that it fulfilled all of their needs that have previously gone unmet. And 23% said it hasn't affected my mental health. (laughs) Okay, like... I'll talk about the, the, what the men said. The numbers for the men actually really weren't all that off <clears throat> from the women's. They were just slightly lower. But here's what I thought. That feels a little stressful trying to basically live two lives. Yeah. And have like your married life and your, if you have kids, like your kids and your family. 
and then also to somehow sustain an extramarital relationship. Yeah. It seems stressful. Not so good for the mental health. But at the same time, it's less common for women, less expected. So maybe it's like a little crazier. A little crazier. Yeah. Even more taboo. Yeah. So again, the men, so the women seemed to, to fare better. The men still, their numbers weren't that different. Like 37% said having an outside partner. Um, oh, uh, forgive me. I misread it. 37% said that having an outside partner didn't affect their mental health. This was the men. But 33% said that it improved their sex life and that improved their mood. Maybe they don't understand mm-hmm. the difference between mood and mental health. They may not. It's <laughs> they may not. Yeah. So, you know, but the thing is, why have an affair if it's not going to improve your mental health? No, it's a great point. I mean, what's I the, mean, I'm not advocating that at what's all. What's the but, point? Right. I mean, yeah, if it gives you depression, then yeah. don't have Don't it. do it. Yeah, if it stresses you out, don't do it. Um, but, well, I, I think, I don't think they can say non-monogamy. Not, oh, I bungled that world. <laughs> I can't even talk now. Non-monogamy. I don't think they can isolate that and say that is the true cause. But it intrigued us enough to say what role does sex play and can a lack of sex cause mental health issues yes exactly so that's what we landed on today that is what we are talking about yes okay so before we dive into the specific question about mental health it is worth noting that regular sexual activity is good for your overall general health. Yeah, when I was researching it, um, people who have more regular sex have stronger immune systems. They There are studies suggesting that um, it can lower your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we see out you, there? You also found one that people who regularly have sex look younger than people who yes. don't regularly have so sex. it five to seven years younger? Yeah, to which point... Les stood up and gave himself a massive pat on the back. (laughs) Which, you know, looking younger then further boosts your mental health because you're more confident, you're more happy, you're strutting around the town. Exactly. And then then getting more sex, I guess. I know, and you're getting more sex. (laughs) Such a good point. It's like, it's just that, like... Chicken or the egg kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's been associated with longevity. There was another study that I looked at that uh, that was the reverse, and it makes sense. But it was people who were in better health as they aged had uh, were more likely to have a longer sex life. Well, that makes sense. It, no, it, t- it totally makes sense. But I hadn't maybe really thought about it that way. Like, ridden. oh, maybe you should. <laughs> oh, God, Carolyn. People can get creative, you know. I know. I I did rounds in a nursing home. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, let's move on to the... Um, well, and the sad thing, though, is there was a study in JAMA um, that looked at sex trends from 2000 to 2018, and it found that overall... People are having less sex than they did in previous generations. 
that that is like massively depressing. Yeah. Yeah. And they but they said they attributed it to anxiety and depression as being a key cause for that. But then they also did say and other things that are holding our attention. Oh, right. Like we can't put our phones down. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you're taking your phone into the bedroom, I have a friend who's a doctor and uh, I I have occasionally posted on social media about like I'll have a day where I just really don't feel like getting out of bed. And so I'll just sit in bed and, you know, do stuff on my laptop. And she's always and she says she's like, we always say as doctors, like there are only two things that you should be doing in the bed sleeping and having sex and i'm like Hmm. it's a good point and if you're bringing your phone in there you're definitely distracting yourself from both of those two things yeah she listens to the podcast by the way oh good so she'll know this okay well so should we jump to the connection to mental health yeah okay so overall do we want to go ahead and share what we found overall yeah overall you need sex for your mental health. You do. The more Shockingly. regular, the better, pretty much. Yes. Unless it's a sex addiction. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Okay. So maybe we should. I feel like I didn't even think about that. Maybe we should have done a disclaimer. We are talking about um, regular sexual activity that is consensual in a partnership. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's what we're talking yes. about. Good, Just good like how when we clarify. talk about drinking alcohol, we're not referring to people who might have an alcohol addiction. So when we're talking about sex today, we're not talking about people who have a sex addiction. Which, sorry, I'm jumping around here. Uh, it Going back to that JAMA study, it really surprises me that sexual activity is down. Because driving up here, there was a big Alabama Department of Public Health billboard that was alerting people that... I think it was syphilis rates are up. <laughs> there was a billboard? Yes, it was something like that. Yeah. There surely was a billboard yes, after I mean, that I, about going to church. The way public health spends their money sometimes. I mean, oh that's God. not how you prevent syphilis by putting up a big, or any STD. Also, in what age group is it predominantly appearing in? Are those people even driving? <laughs> I don't know. I can do some research for you. I'm just curious. So. Okay. So overall sex is good for your health. Also, you actually burn some calories. This one study that we looked at said that men burned 100 and women only burned 70. Again, men get the better end of the deal there. But nevertheless, you do. You burn a few calories. Well, I'm kind of fine if they burn more, if they do more work. (laughs) You know what? I agree. I agree. Totally agree. Was not expecting you to say that. Okay. All right. So in terms of the mental health benefits. Where they come from. Overall, very good for your mental health. Yes. And the, yeah, the more regular you had it, the better your mental health. Exactly. And if you had it less frequently, you know, not, I'm not going to say the worse your mental health, but. You know, there was a difference between people who had it infrequently and people who had it regularly. Yes, exactly. Now, did you see anywhere defined what regularly meant? No, but we're going to have to go and look that up before we conclude recording this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Can you look up what the definition of regular sexual activity is? Oh, he gave us a thumbs up. All right. He's so excited about this episode. So, all right. So here's... 
being physically intimate has this potential to, or not doesn't have this potential. It does. It triggers all of these um, chemicals in your brain, like dopamine, your endorphins, oxytocin, mm-hmm. which is also known as the cuddle hormone. Um, so that's why they do. They say that having sex can lower your stress levels. The other thing is that there's prolactin gets released after you have an orgasm, and that is what causes those feelings of like drowsiness or like that, like general like feeling of relaxation. And you do sleep better. Sleep better. Sleep is one of the mental health benefits. Yeah, of sex, per research, <laughs> per the research. Not our opinion. Not our opinion. Um, so it reduces stress. Yep. Better sleep. Yep. Um, what else did we see? Um, co- what about cognitive function? This was surprising to me. It may make you smarter. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so where was there was a study that, well, that was in the emotions. The, a, the there emotions was one section. study that you really loved about some rats. Oh, gosh, yes, that I loved about some rats. Okay, so... Um, At some point in the recent past, we were talking about cortisol, right, Mm -hmm. that stress hormone. And I was saying how depressing it was that when your cortisol levels are high and stay high, they um, kill off some of the cells in your hippocampus, which is that part where we, like, process all of our emotions, Mm -hmm. right? Well, they did – now, granted, this was a study in animals, a.k.a. rats, but still what they found – was that when rats had sex every day for – it said a full fortnight um, because this was in a UK-based uh, outlet. But anyway, it they had lower anxiety, which is kind of funny when you think about it because, like, to test anxiety in rats, they, like, mm-hmm. have them do, like, swim mazes and stuff like that. But anyway, they lowered their anxiety and – grew cells in their hippocampus. So you can reverse what the cortisol from stress is doing to you. Yes, by having some sex. You can grow your brain. Well, and one study even said that just thinking about a past sexual encounter can enhance your analytic thinking skills. Yeah. Yeah, women had better recall after word recall after having sex and they said that because when you have one of the things that they pointed out was that when you have an orgasm and this totally makes sense to like it it makes logical sense that when you have an orgasm increases blood flow and so all that extra blood flow to the brain helps them have better like that like short-term word recall analytical skills those sort of things yeah well and then other more subtle is you know research points to it boosts self-esteem boosts self-confidence um now there is some research in reverse but again we're talking about healthy yes in a healthy relationship yes yes but overall you know it boosts self-esteem and they talked a little bit about the physical touch and how people need that physical touch um um, and that's a key part of just self-worth yeah there was a, a study in um women out of South Africa, and it looked specifically at some of their uh, partner's physical withdrawals. That sounds weird. Um, You know, like looking at their partners who 
they weren't they weren't as sexually active, right? Like, with, like are you talking withdrawals? Like the woman cut them off? And no, they the other withdrawals? way around. The husband wasn't as interested when a man started to withdraw oh. physically from the women in this study. That um, like fifty percent of the women in the study said that it made them feel less attractive. Uh, they felt less self confident. They had feelings um, of alienation and abandonment. They were less trusting of their partners. They were concerned their partner might even be having an affair. I got to say, this all sounds like he's having an affair. Yeah, it, but it just the whole point is that the lack of it, right, yeah. or the the shift, yeah, you don't have that the negative connection. shift yeah. is not not good just for your general perception of yourself or your perception of the strength of your relationship. <laughs> okay, Les just brought me in some stats he found. So he found the average um what sex the average sexual activity. For twenty to thirty year olds it is twice a week. For thirty to fifty year olds it is once a week. He didn't give me any ages over that, sorry. Not age not age discriminating. That's all we got. That's all we got. But when we started looking at studies for what like what amount was showed these mental health benefits we found pretty consistently it was once a week or at least at least at once least a week at least once a week yeah there was so in in one particular study remember the rat study that i was talking about well there was a similar study that was done on women in terms of word recall so they well we did talk about this actually sorry forgive me we did talk about women having there was a study on women that had better word recall yeah um and the reason why i was connecting I, it yeah. to the rats is because of the hippocampus but oh. these women in the, the what their like sexual frequency measures were was either um less than once a month Somewhere in the range of either once a month or once every two to three months. Or sorry, once every two to three weeks. Okay. That was the second group. And then the third group was at least once a week, potentially as much as once a day. Those are some big ranges. It, that is a big range. But the benefits that they saw in that third group, remember, some of those women, it was once a week. So mm-hmm. that's why it seems like, okay, at, at, least, once at least once a week to really reap some of these Potential mental health benefits. Okay, and I have to stop you. Briley, can you tell me the title of that article, that research study? <laughs> you know that my in-laws <laughs> listen to this podcast, right? We're talking about research, Briley, science. Okay, well, I had never heard this term. I've never. <laughs> so the study title was called Frequency of Penile Vaginal Intercourse <laughs> is Associated with Verbal Recognition Performance in Adult Women. And they abbreviated PVI, which we then found is a very common term that's just thrown around in in literature. Literature. I mean, as PVI. soon as I put PVI, penile vaginal intercourse, or PVI into PubMed, all of a sudden I was like, whoa, this is where all the research is. I mean, why is it? Can't they just say sex? I don't. Exactly. But you type sex into PubMed and you get gender-based stuff, which also makes sense. Yeah. That's true. So anyway. PBI. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. We can talk about the nuances of searching PubMed on another day. 
So did we miss any benefits that we found? Um, I did find some own headache relief. There is really? some research that it can relieve. I don't think like migraines or anything, but they called it idiopathic headaches. Probably tension and stress headaches if I had to guess. Pop oh. up now. That would probably be the last thing I'd want to do if I had a headache. But um, I probably is from the oxytocin. Yeah, um, and the increased blood flow. Mm. Oh, the increased blood flow. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the only other thing that I saw. So I think overall we can say unanimously, sex is good for your mental health, and having it at least once a week, if not more, is ideal. Now, I don't think we can say sex, a lack of sex, can cause mental health issues, but it certainly isn't helping you. Right. Yeah. We didn't see anything that said it was going to up your risk of, like, depression or anxiety or OCD or any of those things. But we did see a lot that, like, regular sex once a week or more, like in older adults, they were less likely to be depressed, less likely to have anxiety. And that was pretty consistent. Yes. And when you start dialing back on the frequency, like a change in frequency of what you're accustomed to, particularly in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. absolutely influences kind of your, your just your self-esteem and self-confidence. Yeah. yeah. Which also makes sense to me. Okay. So overall... Sex is People good for your mood. Sex, yeah, for their mental health. Yeah, and we should have listened to less a year ago. Yeah, I feel like we've just done a PSA. I think we did. It was surely better than the PSA about syphilis. <laughs> but the other thing I want to say is that I got so jazzed about this podcast episode that I really want listeners to tell us if they enjoyed this and if they would like to hear more. Because you remember that amazing PR person suggested that she had an excellent sex therapist that could come on and talk to us. Oh, yeah. Y'all let us know if you want us to contact the sex therapist. That could be interesting. Very interesting. Browley is pumped and hoping y'all want that. (laughs) Okay. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.